Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you. For a three-hour ride on this Tuesday morning with open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. And Cap, I don't know about you, but I kind of like the doubleheader. Even in the playoffs on a Monday, I've always been of the, um, the thought process. And it started with Harry Tynowitz, because I give him credit. He always thought a doubleheader on Monday nights is always good for the NFL during the regular season. Well, we certainly got one yesterday. We got Bills and Steelers knocking off Judge Judy on CBS. Uh, so none of the usual daytime programming. You know what you got? You got a Bills-Steelers early and a Buccaneers-Eagles late. A great doubleheader, and uh, the playoffs have gotten underway. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Tells a lot of stories, doesn't it? Very well said, my friend. Hope you're staying warm, everybody out there. It's chilly, but I got something on my mind. How about the playoffs? Pretty good? Awesome. All right. Came home. Yep. We talked about this walking out yesterday. I can't work out right now. I tore my rotator cuff. Not good. So I'm laying on the couch. I'm like, here we go. I got afternoon football. I got nighttime football. The Bulls are going to Let's go. I'm in. It's great. But I got something that's gnawing at me. And I say this like you. This is my hometown. Whenever my time on earth has passed, I'm not quoting Bobby Knight, they're going to say he was a Chicago guy. Love him or hate him, he was from Chicago. That's it. This is my town, and that is the football team I'm always going to cheer for. I want to know from everybody out there, what are you so afraid of? The ones of you that are clinging to Justin. Does not mean he's not a good player. Does not mean he's not a good guy. Why are you so scared to embrace the chase for greatness? When you go out and you go, boy, I'd really like to meet somebody and get married and have a family or at least be in a relationship. You don't take the first person that comes along and go, "Eh, she's okay. Or he's all right. You don't. You strive to find love. I don't mean Jordan. Why are you so afraid of embracing greatness? Why? There's this kid coming along that every one of the analysts, even guys that did this for a living in the league, that kid's amazing. It's got to be developed. Of course he does. I want to keep Justin. You have the, maybe, maybe the two best quarterbacks in the NFC play in our division. All I know is they're still standing. Goff, he's taken one team to a Super Bowl. Now he's got another one on course to maybe do that. Jordan Love, his first year as a starter, 
He's the best quarterback in the NFC, potentially. Kirk Cousins, better than any quarterback we've ever had. That means we're fourth in a four-team division. Doesn't mean that Justin's not a good kid and a talented player. Why are you so freaking scared to chase greatness? Do we not deserve it as a fan base? We've been tortured for so many decades without a quarterback. And now the one that they're saying is generational and you are freaking out on social media, calling shows. We can't take that kid. He stinks versus the top 25. That's not an accurate statement. Everybody who does this for a living, I'm not talking about somebody who's wearing polyester in a press box eating free food. I'm talking about guys in the league. Dude, it's not even a decision. That kid is outstanding. you got to develop him. You better put a plan in place. Why are we so scared for some of you? It's like you're cheating on your wife if you give up on Justin. Damn. Sweet mother of God. We may be touched by greatness. Maybe not. He might bust. That's what happens when you chase greatness. It might not work. But it is a no-brainer decision to go down the path and let the GM do all his homework. No, we could trade it for 72 draft picks and have this guy and that guy. Guess what? If you have a Lamborghini and you got the best stereo system and you put these beautiful Corinthian leather seats in and you got these brand new yellow calipers that glisten off the sports car, if the engine doesn't work, the car doesn't run. We're not good enough at the most important position. He's going into his fourth year, and you've been touched by this gift card, as Dan Wiederer put it. Hey, Carolina gave you a gift card for Christmas. Oh, it's the number one pick, and the best quarterback to come out in a while happens to be sitting there, and you don't want him? You're an idiot to not do the homework. Thank you. There are times, Cap, where people are afraid of what's on the other side. And when, you know, when it comes to Bears fans, it's about who they know versus who they don't. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to Justin Fields, you remember the excitement of so many people when Justin Fields was drafted because it was going to be completely something different than the Bears have had at that position. Correct. And so I think that some of it is just the fear of the unknown. And I think that's the unknown on several fronts. One of them is Justin Fields, the unknown. Can he turn the corner at some point as a quarterback? That's one unknown. The other unknown is... Caleb Williams, he's a rookie quarterback. Again, I, we've seen him play. We know what he can do. We know what people have said about him. And they, I think that people are afraid of that part of it as well. Like, oh, bringing a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, does that set the Bears back? Well, I mean, you're already a seven-win ball club. Before that, you were a three-win ball club. So beggars can't be choosers. You're looking to try to improve. What I would say to Bears fans is this, is that if you're afraid of the unknown or if you're afraid that the Bears will go backwards as a franchise, keep in mind, the draft happens every year. Free agency happens every year. And guess what? For some of some, some people, the draft are a bunch of players they don't know, and that is the unknown. Mm-hmm. So you can't be afraid of the unknown. The draft and free agency is new, mm-hmm. and so you can't be afraid of new. That's, that would be my advice to Bears fans. You can't just cherry-pick a game. You know what? Because Nor- the Notre Dame game was in the Midwest, I watched it, and that guy sucked. Okay, But he's played for years. You can't use one game as the example of Caleb Williams gonna, you know, being an underachieving quarterback with the Chicago Bears. I would say don't be afraid of the unknown because you go do it every year. Do we not go through the draft or free agency every year? Correct. Those are, so that's the whole point of it. Don't be afraid of the unknown because the unknown can help you. It's about the future.
if you're dating somebody and you're like, I don't know if I want to marry him or her. I don't know. I'm not totally happy. It's okay. We have a good time. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the person. Are you settling? Or are you going, I truly believe I'm going to find my soulmate. Well, that's the same thing at the quarterback spot. Why are you settling for the fourth best guy in the division? Well, Luke Getze held him back. If we had a better off, we had Mike, uh, Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur runs the same exact offense that Luke Getze ran. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you he's not better at it, but he runs the same exact offense. That's where he came from. Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. just a fact. Every offseason, you're trying to improve in every single as- aspect of your football team. You're Correct. trying to improve. Correct. And if you feel, if you are Ryan Poles, you say, you know what, we could try to improve at the quarterback position. I don't know, the most essential part of your football team because it's an offensive league. If you feel like you can do that, you should do that. It's pretty simple. I mean, uh, again, there are some captains been watching football for a long time, and they remember a time where a quarterback would be in a system uh, with a team for six or seven years. For a long time. The NFL does not work that slowly anymore. You want to be able to catch fire as soon as possible with a quarterback and an offense. I get that. But it's been three years. And whether it's fair or not, if Ryan Poles decides that he was going to go with Caleb Williams, what are you going to do? Stop watching the Bears? What are you going to do? Burn your, your Bears jerseys? You have to make a decision. Are you a Bears fan or are you a Justin Fields fan? Because even though we had a caller yesterday say, well, that, that's, not a, that's not a thing. Oh, it is a thing. Oh, 100%. It's, it's a thing. There's no question it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, this, this idea that there's this line drawn in the sand like, well, you got to keep Justin Fields. No, they don't have to. But as I've always said, and again, I close the loop on this very quickly by saying that I'm a Bears fan. And I want Poles to do what's best for the team. And, I, and if that is bringing back Justin Fields and giving him more offensive weapons and a better offensive line and having a good draft, if that's the best thing, do that. But Caleb Williams is here, and he's going to be the number one pick for someone, the Bears or someone. You can't turn a blind eye to the quarterback class twice unless you feel like you, you're going to get to the playoffs next year with Justin and your added weapons. I can't guarantee any of that. And get to the playoffs and have a chance. Yeah. What are we? What did we see? Last, Baker Mayfield was phenomenal last night. Now the Eagles flat out quit. Yep. They did. But how about Josh Allen yesterday? Jay Moore's guy. He was spectacular. Mm. Yet we have people. I've got people tweeting at me. Can't wait to hear the people call in today and say Justin's better than Josh Allen. You can't be that dumb and watch football. You can't. Josh Allen is one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. Our guy's not in the top 18. Yes, I would like for that to be a true statement, but it's just not right now. Correct. But again, some people's opinion is stronger than the, than the facts. Again, it's just one Google search. Look at the numbers side by side. Uh, turn on YouTube. Look at the action side by side. Look at the accomplishments side by side. It's pretty a, much a no-brainer, but for some, it's not. Why are you so afraid to chase Greatness. That's my question to the fan base. Like, I got up in the middle of the night and got shoulders killing me. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep. And I'm just laying there. I'm looking at my phone, just trying to pass time. We get up to go to work. Yeah. And I went, why are people so afraid to chase greatness? I'm not telling you the drafts today. We got four months. So let the man, Ryan Poles, do his work. Let him fly to L.A. and spend four or five days with Caleb. Let him bring him to Lake Forest. Let him understand what the Chicago... Dude, you need to know what Chicago's like. We're different. 
We've never had a quarterback. We think we know what one looks like. We don't. We've never had a good one. Well, you just answered your own question. You asked the question, why are people afraid of greatness? Cap, you've never seen it at that quarterback position. That's why, because it's the unknown. Like, uh, w- listen, I'm a college football fan. Shay's a college football fan. I mean, we watch this, you know, we live for our Saturdays. We've seen a lot of Caleb Williams that say, yep, that's the best quarterback that we've seen. But some have not. You say, why are people afraid of greatness? Is because they've never seen greatness in that position. We see greatness almost every Sunday with a number of teams. You saw it live in person. You saw Patrick Mahomes. I've never seen Mahomes in person. You did. Mm-hmm. You saw what that looks like, right? Yes. You saw a guy that has a command of the huddle. If, you, if there's a mistake made, he can be able to clean it up. He's the elixir to any problems that the Kansas City Chiefs had with drops or interceptions or, or bad play. It's Patrick Mahomes because he's at the top of the spear. Mm-hmm. And so... You know what that looks like. Many people do not. And there's where, the, the, there's where people are afraid. You want to know why they're afraid? They've never seen it. Right. Then at that position, we've seen great defenses. We've seen Hall of Fame players. But they've never seen it at the quarterback position. We've seen it at the running back position. We've seen it at the linebacker position. We've seen it in the secondary with the Chicago Bears historically. But not at that position. That's why people are afraid. Right. That's that- a great point. But I just don't understand. Maybe it's our time in this town, to be touched by greatness again. We had MJ, the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. We've had some other really amazing players. Walter. Walter Payton. We've had Patrick Kane. Mm -hmm. We've had Jonathan Taves. We've had Marion. Like, start naming the guys that have come through. Sammy, Frank. Yes. (laughs) Isn't it our turn? Like, we don't have that now. We got blessed with Connor Bedard. He's 18. It's a process. It's a process. But he's really good. We don't have one of those on the Bulls. No. We do not. But we we've seen we it. Been touched by, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. We have been touched by greatness, true greatness. So the White Sox don't have true greatness. Right. Luis Robert, really good player. Right. Do the Cubs truly have true greatness? No. Not yet. They do not. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's our turn in this town. Like, we're going to bless you guys. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> but your guy's going to make argue if, if If Caleb Williams becomes... Truly great in our uniform. That trade from last year will go down as the single greatest trade in NFL history. You gave up Bryce Young for DJ Moore, Jervon Dexter, Caleb Williams, next year's number two, and what am I missing? What's the other thing? Oh, and Darnell Wright. Mm -hmm. Wait, you got a starting right tackle, your number one receiver, the number one quarterback in the draft the next year. Like, really? That will go down as the greatest trade ever if Caleb Williams is the deal. All I'm asking people to do is to allow Mr. Poles to go out and do his job. Yeah, He's got four months. He's going to talk to his kindergarten teacher, to his high school football coach, to Lincoln Riley, to the security guard that's guarding the facility. What's the kid like? I need to know what he's like away from the cameras. What's he like as a person? Can he handle this city? Because the first time he goes out and is 9 for 26 for 64 yards and four picks, you know what the phone lines are going to be like. Told you, we should never have drafted him. Patrick Mahomes was the 42nd ranked prospect when he came out. And guess what? There were two coaches that said, I'll move heaven and earth to get him. Andy Reid and Sean Payton. Yeah. I guess they were right.
Yeah, there's no question that they were right. And then look at him now. He's at the very best of what we have in the National Football League. We wonder what the quarterback play would look like post-Tom Brady. Kind of like when Jordan retired from the Wizards. Like, well, who's going to take over the league at the quarterback position? Here you go. Here's Patrick Mahomes. Right. I mean, it was almost a seamless transition when Brady retired. Like, who's going to be that face of the quarterback position? Now it's Patrick Mahomes. But, Cap, again, I will just look at it from a fan standpoint like we always do. And I will just say that... There's just a lot of um, people that are not don't know who Caleb Williams is, and they are afraid of what's on the other side, the unknown, because the history says that the Bears have had a hard time historically trying to develop the quarterback position. And so that's why there might be some that people are afraid of what could happen here. Now, here's the thing with Justin Fields. How's that development going? How's that development going? Again, sure, the Bears need to be able to get better on the offensive line and get more weapons. But the point is, though, is that as it's going right now, from every from inside of House Hall to outside of House Hall, from around the country, when they look at the Chicago Bears, they say, you know, you should upgrade that position. Now, by the way, I know, I'll call it now in January, on a cold January morning, there's going to be growing pains with Caleb Williams. I don't care where he goes, Bears or anywhere else. Correct. There's going to be some issues because he's got to be able to get used to the NFL system. I, I know that we, we make this joke all the time about politics. An alderman gets hired, and then there's a complaint that's, that is uh, levied to City Hall. It's like, what's your complaint? That pothole, I just put this alderman in. That pothole's still in the middle of my, my road. I voted uh, the old alderman out to put the new alderman in to get that pothole fixed. It's his first day, ma'am. It's his first day. He, it, you can't get that pothole done just because you place your vote. It's going to take time, just like Caleb Williams. Correct. Just because, just because he gets drafted to the Bears doesn't necessarily mean Super Bowl right away. But I expect for you to have an upgrade the quarterback position. Correct. It won't be day one, though, Cap. It's going to take time if that's where the Bears are going. Correct. So just let the GM do his job. Let him do his job. People are, it's amazing to me. They're just terrified to, the, the thought that we're moving on from Justin, fourth best in our division. We're dead last again. Oh, and by the way, we finished dead last and Minnesota didn't have their quarterback or their all pro wide receiver. Mm hmm. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. They played how many quarterbacks? Four. Mm-hmm. I think four. Josh Dobbs and uh, Jaron Hall. Uh, it, and we still finished the dead last. Yeah. What are you afraid of? It, it blows my mind. We listen to guys who got, have gotten paid millions of dollars to make these evaluations, whether it's Rick Spielman, GM of two teams. He just got hired by Washington. They want his expertise to help them hire their next guy. They've already got the GM now, and now they're going to hire a coach. And he says, best quarterback prospect I have seen next to Andrew Luck in terms of being ready to come in the NFL and play now. I don't want that. Why? Well, our guy. I I bought his jersey. Yeah. Really? Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Right. Because there's an emotional and financial investment in all of our teams. You pick the player that you like. Like, for me, like it would be like a Jack Sanborn mm-hmm. or it would be like what Jalen Johnson brings. I like all the Bears, but there's certain players that's like, boy, Montez Sweat to Bear, I'm going to get his jersey. Right. But if the Bears decide to part from Sweat in two or three years and they move on, they want to get younger position, what can I say? Like, a perfect example is Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. As I was sitting there and you were sitting here and we, you told the story about Roquan Smith. They came across Smith is no longer going to be a part of the Chicago Bears. 
I'm a Georgia football fan. Yep. And what I said at the time is, Cap, that's just business. I love Roquan Smith. I said he should be here for a decade. He wasn't here for a decade. Right. He's with the Baltimore Ravens. And I said, you know what? And nothing I could do about it. As much as I had an emotional investment, because I would tell you, I would read the stats. You see Roquan? You see him? Look how he stabilized that linebacker position. And he was gone. It's like, okay, well, then you move on. I'm really big into next when it comes to sports. Right. I'm into next because if you just hold on and stand still, you'll always be disappointed. You're looking to get better every year with your favorite team. I mean, we've really had people calling in over the last two weeks. I would rather have Justin than Josh Allen. Tell me you don't watch football then. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, Josh Allen's a top three quarterback in the league. Yeah, no question. We've never had anyone like that. But this is why this conversation is always polarizing, because we have our section of Cap and J-Hood listeners that say, you know what, if you just supply Justin with more, then he could be able to turn the corner. Maybe, but it's up to Ryan Poles and how, what's his patience level on it. This is not his quarterback. Correct. He, he looks at this and says, I have the number one pick. There's so many things he could do with it. And he feels like, I'm sure, yeah, Caleb Williams is that good, and I can't pass up on the quarterback class twice for a veteran quarterback that can't get right, that, that, that you see splashes of good play from time to time. What did Lewis Riddick tell Waddle and Sylvie? Yeah. Flashes get you fired. Yeah. Oh, see that move? Yeah, off-platform, as Waddle calls it. It was not the design of the offense. The play broke down. He ran for his life, and he made a play. Great. Now, I'll tell you, on the other side of this, because I listen to a lot of different uh, sports talk radio, especially now during the NFL playoffs. So Miami's licking their chops. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's licking their chops. New England's licking their chops. Oh, is Justin Fields going to be available? We'll take him yesterday. Okay, good. Good. Uh, they think that Justin Fields in a new system can be able to be the quarterback that he really can be. And that's, that's good. Bring, me, bring all the offers to our GM. They're calling us morons. Like in New England, they're just like, boy, we could bring a dynamic quarterback in. that Because they see the running ability and they see the big arm. They don't see the in-between like we see. Right. The, the missing of the wide receivers at times. And again, no quarterback's perfect. But those markets in particular, Cap, mm-hmm. you, you just do a little Google search. Fields leaving Chicago, perfect for Atlanta, perfect for New England. Miami, even with Tua, they're saying, yeah, Fields would be good with the with the uh, Dolphins. Really? Okay. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, but they're interested. The, the fan bases in those particular markets are interested in field services. And by the way, just so we're clear, somebody I know who used to play for the um, Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, he's friends with Kyle as well, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have taken Justin in that draft if they had 32 number one picks. They evaluated him. Great kid. Doesn't run our system can't play the way we like to play. Yeah. I can understand that. Again, from a system standpoint. They'd rather have Brock Purdy. Okay. They'd rather have Trey Lance when they made that move. Yeah. Now they've moved on and they have Brock Purdy. That's just a fact. Every quarterback doesn't fit every system, so I understand. Correct. But Mike McDaniel, he comes from the Shanahan tree. I'm assuming he would not want Justin. Well, I'm a Bears fan first, but whatever happens with Justin Fields, whether he comes back next year to the Bears or someplace else, I hope that he does well. Because the, the young man has been able to take all the slings and arrows. And not that it's not been, it hasn't been that vicious. Not from the media standpoint. Just speculation. Correct. But no one's going after him, you know, trying to run him out of town. No one's doing that. Correct. But again, what we're laying out is the choices that Ryan Poles has as general manager. 
you're going to burn your jersey if, if uh, Justin Fields gets traded? Or will you move on as a Bears fan and say, okay, it's time for something next, something new? If, I, if they take the field next September, mm-hmm. first games against whoever, and Justin's a quarterback. Let's go. Let's go. Yep. I trust Ryan Poles to do all the homework, have all the meetings, and in the end, make the best possible decision for our team. It's not my job to evaluate the quarterbacks. It's not yours. We drive conversation around it. Let's be clear. In the end, Ryan Poles will make that call. He wants to win the Super Bowl as much as every one of the fans does. That's a fact. This is his life's work. So he's not going to say, my son has a Justin jersey, so I'm not going to trade it. That's not how this works. I mean, mean, some people believe that. Like, they have that jersey and think that person's going to be there forever. There's no more Tony Gwynn's. Okay. Correct. There's no more Cal Ripkins that's going to stay with the same ball club forever. Correct. We heard this before, Cap, but for our new listeners, we need to play this again because Kuyper said this again. Mel Kuyper Jr., draft expert for ESPN for many, many years, talked about what the Bears could get if they traded Justin Fields. You have no second-round pick, so some maneuvering to take place there. And if you trade Justin Fields to Atlanta, you could get the eighth pick overall. So you could have one eight and nine field and be able to recoup a second-round pick by trading down with one of those two picks, either eight or nine. So a lot of maneuverability for the Bears either way field. But if it's me, I'm taking Caleb Williams number one and trading Justin Fields. Okay, that's Mel Kuyper's opinion. What about Brian Baldinger? He was on CHGO's. Sports talking about the Bears drafting Caleb Williams overall. Bill Baldinger, big on the Bears. If you just follow him on uh, on Twitter, he's always breaking that film down. Yeah, he's very good. Loves line play. Always talks about the Bears. Baldinger, with his thoughts. Right now, the Bears hold the first and the second pick in the draft. If the Bears have the number one pick, is there any threshold that Justin Fields can surpass that the Bears wouldn't draft Caleb Williams? You have to draft the best player. Caleb Williams has been the best player for two years in a row in college football. Like, I worked with a kid when he was a 17-year-old high school kid in, in Maryland, and I thought if he went to the combine as a 17-year-old, he'd be the, the highlight of the whole combine when he was 17. Like, you walk him in a, in, a, in a film room, he's breaking down every protection, he's breaking down every coverage, how to attack it. He was doing this when he was 17. And his arm strength was every bit as good as Justin's or Russell Wilson or anybody else at that age. Now he's been coached by Lincoln Riley and Cliff Kingsbury this year. Like, he's the best player in the draft. You draft the best player. Thoughts there from Brian Baldinger. And so, Cap, when I look at the playoffs that we saw Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and we see, you know, Josh Allen, you know, Baker Mayfield aside, I mean, Baker Mayfield's had a terrific year. I know that after week two, I was pissed that the Bears lost to the Buccaneers because I called him, quote, a stopgap quarterback because I, I thought he was. And then he comes in there, and he's been fantastic for the Buccaneers. But I'm looking at the upper echelon. We're talking about Josh Allen. We're talking about uh, Jared Goff from the Lions. We're talking about um, Jordan Love with the Packers, how he's played. Uh, At the tip of the iceberg, without question, is Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, C.J. Stroud from the draft last year. We're talking about quarterbacks that play at a high level. When you watch those games... You see the difference between what the Bears have and these playoff teams as far as how efficient, how smooth, how uh, productive those offenses are where they don't miss a beat. And so that's what I want for the Bears, whoever the quarterback is. So I gave Shane a project this morning when I came in. Yeah, I said, okay, yesterday he gave, he'll read them again. He gave out the numbers, Caleb Williams versus top 25 teams. Everyone's like, well, he's not good against the top 25. Huh? We, Shea dispelled that myth. Now he did 
Caleb Williams versus top 25 defenses. Shay? Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Yeah, so the top 20 against ranked opponents I did yesterday for his full career. He played a ranked opponent 13 times, completed 66% of his passes on 449 attempts for 3,814 yards, 29 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. This is passing stats only. It's 244 yards a game. Uh, By my count in this does leave out Utah in 2022, who did not make the top 25 in defenses, in large part because Caleb eviscerated their defense both times they played. Um, Eight games against top 25 defenses based on how they finished. He completed 60% of his passes for 1,900 yards, nine touchdowns, five picks. 235 yards a game, seven yards an attempt. There you go. So that's against the best defenses in college football. So he's horrible. Horrible. Can't play. (laughs) <laughs> and yet, when Patrick Mahomes came out, what were they, 7-5 uh, and five yeah. his senior year? Yeah. Or his last year? 5-7, and seven, I thought. Uh, I thought they were. Might have been 7-5. and five. Yeah. And everyone went, ah, the guy can't win. Go back and read some of the gurus. He was wild now, but he was wild. I saw those games. I, I, again, I thought, well, if he's Brett Favre, then that'd be great. Because Favre was always off-platform and just doing stuff off the top of his head. You know, he, he was wild, too, as a quarterback, as you, as you remember. Line receptions, but yet made the big plays. That's what Favre was. That's how Mahomes, that's why I remember him in college as being. But look what he is now. Correct. See, what, you know, imagine what happens when you have a solid front office, a head coach that has offensive skins on the wall. You have a system in place that is accentuating the positives and hiding the negatives of the quarterback. And then look what happens. I mean, it's all about the quarterback, the makeup, the system. Shay's right, by the way. Shay, seven, five and seven. Yeah. 2016 Texas Tech Red Raiders. Conference record, three and six. And the uh, overall record, five and seven. 80th best out of 128 FBS teams. That team was wild. That was wild. They were just drawing it up in the dirt. Right. And crazy. so, Patrick Mahomes, there were a lot of people. That left him on the board, the Bears included. Sure. Cleveland had two picks in the top five and did not have Baker Mayfield yet. They needed a quarterback desperately. They didn't take him. They left him on the board twice. The Bears left him on the board. The 49ers did not have Brock Purdy or Trey Lance or I don't even think they had Jimmy G. They did not have Jimmy G yet. They passed on Patrick Mahomes. And their front office is renowned among the best. Yeah. Buffalo traded the pick, and they did not have Josh Allen until the following year. Mm-hmm. So that's how much doubt was out there about Patrick Mahomes. They developed that kid, and he's the best we've ever seen, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and Patrick Mahomes in a Bears uniform is Henry Burris. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Because if you don't have the infrastructure, Cap, it's just a name. Argue. Well, it's just a name. Right. We get this every year, just like, well, uh, if we had this guy, only if we get this guy, we pass this guy up in the draft. Yeah, yeah it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you don't have the infrastructure, if you don't have the coaching. Correct. And by the way, the cherry on the, on the crap Sunday for this Chicago Bears team is this. So, and a great question, whoever asked that question, might have been Potash, might have been Weeder, I'm not sure. But just the amount of coaches that have been fired already through two, two years. So we talk about stability, right? So, but you fired a lot of coaches because of issues that's within the building or outside the building, and you fire your offensive staff. Where's, where's the stability for a quarterback there? Where's your system? See? Right. Like, 
draft Caleb Williams. Fine. But the OC, as I told you yesterday, that is a crucial hire. Crucial. Crucial hire to the point where if this guy is hot as an OC, Cap, get your Super Bowl before that guy gets another gets a head coaching job. If it's going to be that good. Right. But get it done now. Get your perennial playoff victories in. Get to the Super Bowl because that guy's going to be a hot name and he'll go someplace else. I want it to be that hot. The guy that they interviewed, Liam Cohen, he's worked in both college and the pros. Mm-hmm. He's the one that they say really developed Will Levis to get to the NFL. Now, again, is Will Levis going down as Aaron Rodgers? Not yet, but he's a pretty solid player to develop at Kentucky. So he has some resume of working with quarterbacks. Greg Roman has had success in the league. So we'll see. There's a bunch of guys. I like the guy at Seattle, too, Shane Waldron. So why are you afraid to chase Caleb Williams? That's the question that Cap is asking. We're asking as a show. Your thoughts, 312-332-3776. Be part of our conversation on Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, the quarterback situation, and all the quarterbacks you saw in the playoffs so far. Let's talk about it on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines Headline with Cap and J-Hood. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. Why are you afraid of chasing greatness? Let the man do his evaluations. That's what we're talking about on Captain Jay Hood. 312-332-3776. Bulls lost. That's right, Coach. Bulls lost to the Cavs last night, 109-91 on the road in Cleveland. Got their head kicked in, down 19 at the end of the first quarter. Donovan Mitchell went off for 34. Bulls fall to 19-23, 0-6 against the Cavs, dating back to last season. Yesterday, also saw all trade restrictions lift on all NBA contracts. Bill Belichick had his first interview for a head coaching job since leaving New England yesterday, interviewing with the Atlanta Falcons for their head coaching opening. That would be me. Bills beat the Steelers 31-17 in Buffalo yesterday to advance to the divisional round. Mike Tomlin at his post-game press conference. Coach, you have one year left on your deal. He walked out. Tune in. The Buccaneers advanced to the divisional round with a 32-9 blowout of the hapless Eagles who quit. They embarrassed themselves. Eagles fans in attendance caught on the broadcast wearing bags over their heads, holding fire Sirianni signs for head coach Nick Sirianni. They were in the Super Bowl less than 12 months ago. Divisional round matchup Saturday. Texans at Ravens at 330. Two American quarterbacks. Wow. Packers at 49ers at 7.15 Saturday night. Sunday, Bucks at Lions at 2 p.m. And the Chiefs at the Bills at 5.30. Oh, baby. J-Bor! Captain J-Hood are back. Get ready. Woo! We are doing and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Like, share, and subscribe to the Captain J Hood podcast. You might be listening to the show every day, but make sure you share it out and make sure you hit that subscribe button. Download the ESPN Chicago app for all the shows here at ESPN Chicago. Glad that you're with us on the Captain J Hood Morning Show. We hope that you're going to have a great Tuesday. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. My partner asking the question about Caleb Williams. Why are you afraid to chase Caleb Williams or greatness in that regard? We're just talking about that and just getting your thoughts about not only that, but also the quarterback play, the offenses that you saw in the playoffs. How does that relate to the Chicago Bears and what uh, the Bears cannot do? It's like night and day to me. That's why I enjoy watching the playoffs because I know what the measuring stick is. If I dropped off the 
this beautiful car on a flatbed, and I, your wife goes, there's a Lamborghini parked in front of the house. Mm. Is that yours? And there was a note on it. Hey, Hoodie, I picked this up for you. I want you to have that as a gift. I love you. And you got in, you're like, wow, these seats are amazing. I've never felt anything like this. And you cranked up the stereo, and it was the coolest sounding stereo you ever had. Mm-hmm. And you had heated seats and remote start, everything. And then you turned the key, and the engine was like a smart car. Yeah. It goes like 28 miles an hour, top end speed. It's like a golf cart. Mm. Wait a minute. What's going on here? That'd be like having Marvin Harrison and DJ Moore and this left tackle and that right tackle and this guy and that guy and having a smart car at quarterback. We're the fourth best quarterback in our division. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that the car doesn't get you to the grocery store or the mall. It, I'm not telling you that it doesn't run. I'm telling you you can be better. You can be elite why are you so afraid of chasing greatness and you're settling for mediocrity? If Justin was an all-pro, no, we think we can be better. I would understand the argument. Or if he was a pro bowler. He hasn't been. He's the fourth best quarterback in the division. All right, let's go to the phone lines and talk to you. 312-332-3776 seven, seven, is our phone number. Lafayette, here's Frank. On the Cap and J Hood Morning Show, Frank. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? What's good. up, Frank? Thanks for checking in. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? My, my whole thing is, is give Ryan Pace the ability to go get the groceries. I'm one hundred one thousand. Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace. Right. This is my thing. Ryan Pace. You guys are right. Um, and it's like because because that would be malpastus. To go malpace, not to do the work, right? Yeah. To malpractice, it would it, to not do the work to make sure that the guy is the guy. But my whole thing is, is that if you look at the past, if you look at the Mr. Trubisky's, if you look at the things, there there came to be a wall that those guys got to, and Justin seemed to hit that wall early in the season. But as he's done every single year, he's progressed. So my idea is, yes, I'm gonna let Ryan Pace, let Ryan Pose do what he wants to do, right? I believe in him. I trust in him. I think he has. Uh, formulated a terrific plan. But also, you also have to look at, you know, the locker room. You also have to look at the development of Justin. And I feel that either way, if they draft Caleb, I'll be happy, right? If they keep Justin, I'll be happy. But I want them to, I do want them to look at, hey, can we keep him, add more pieces, get more lottery picks so that we can continuously make this team better? Sure. And so, no, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid at all of um, of going into the new. But I also do feel like Justin has developed enough over the three years he's been here that if you do give him a little bit more, that he can continuously take that step and develop into uh, what we believe he can be. This is a well, new NFL, so that doesn't happen often, well, right? Well, yes, but but nothing's guaranteed either way, though, Frank. Like, you lean toward trying to keep Justin Fields, get him better offensive line help, which is needed for whoever's back there, and be able to have more weapons, because that's where the Bears are going anyway. They see that they need more than just DJ Moore. Uh, they're going to need someone on the other side, several wide receivers. So you're correct in that regard. However, again, this is a big decision for Ryan Poles. Either way, the Bears have to supply the offense with a lot more talent, and, and you got to get out of the basement of the NFC North as far as offensive play. 
Like it's already going to be hard because you see Jordan Love has already solidified himself as the guy, as a starter for this team. Look where the Packers are in the playoffs. Same thing with Jared Goff. So now you're looking at Kirk Cousins, who's got way more accomplishments than Justin Fields. So you're starting from the basement, and you're trying to work your way up. Frank, we appreciate the phone call. He leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN. Tampa, Florida, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Elvis on Cap and J. Hood. Elvis, good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, first-time caller. Love you guys. Love appreciate you. Guys every you. Morning. Appreciate you. Um, uh, absolutely. Hey, what's the weather um, there? So, what's the weather in Tampa? <laughs> It's a little foggy this morning, but I feel the humidity, and I don't miss Chicago. I'm sorry. I love it. It's where I grew up, and I'll always love it, but it's a little warmer down here. <laughs> Good. But I feel warmer um, just talking to you. <laughs> so, um, I wanna, for the record, I trust polls completely, and I am uh, Caleb Williams. Uh, I, I desire him very much for this franchise. However, I do understand that – there are concerns that I've been hearing about in terms of his attitude, his whiny attitude, et cetera. My question to you guys is this locker room is different than last year's locker room. You guys got, you guys got, we have guys like Montez Sweat, um, Edwards, Edmonds, DJ Edwards. This is a different locker room. I don't think Caleb Williams can just come in here with a diva attitude. I don't think this locker room would be conducive to that. What are your guys thoughts on that? I think that would kind of, Keep him in check, if you, if you will. What do you guys think? So you're saying that the locker room would support him or wouldn't support him? No, that it, it's a locker room that he just can't walk into, like, thinking I'm the man. No, because I, I, it's a locker room he has to earn. Correct. Because it's got veterans that already love Justin Fields in it. He's got to go in there and work for it. He just can't rely on, hey, I'm Caleb Williams. I'm going to save you guys or as, whatever. As a player said to me, and I think I told this to you, Hoodie, I said, the, the locker room loves Justin. He said, and if Caleb wins football games, they'll love him too. I was in the locker room for 10 years. Yes. Sure. Justin's a great guy, works hard, the whole deal. Guess what? If Justin's playing for Atlanta or whoever, and your guy comes in here and wins, nobody cares. Yeah, I, I think the opposite, actually. I want, if Caleb Williams is going to be the quarterback for the team, you have to be able to have some kind of swagger or some kind of confidence. Again, there's a difference between being cocky and confident. And I would just say that the confidence, I would love for him to be able to have that to, so he doesn't feel like it's just that he doesn't feel overwhelmed. I guess that's my whole point. I mean, I've, I've been hearing this here and there about him being a diva, all this kind of stuff. I, I couldn't care less about that. I couldn't care less about that. Can he play? Yes or no? Can he play? Again, once again, here in the Midwest, we are so concerned about whether or not our athletes are huggable or not. I don't care about that. I care about wins and losses. I don't care about the makeup of someone as far as their attitude. As long as they're a good citizen off the playing surface, that's fine with me. Inside the locker room, I don't have to deal with it because I'm a fan. I don't have to deal with it in the locker room because I'm not a reporter. What I care about is, is the player developing? Is the player growing? This whole thing of like, well, I don't know because he might be a diva. Well, you know what? Everyone has a chance to grow up and learn. And see, that's the, that's the thing about it. It's so interesting about athletics today. Someone who is 19, 20, 21 years old already is supposed to be way wiser beyond their years. Like someone that's 21 supposedly act like they're a 35-year-old? Correct. It takes time for that, too. Even if you're a football player, it takes time for you to mature. So the idea that, well, you know, I, I'm not so sure if I want him because he's a diva. What, uh, you know what? Some of your favorites that you rooted for as a kid, they were divas too. Correct. 
I just, I, I just want them to play. That's all. You remember when Javi had swag and everybody loved all the drip? And he was good. Loved it. Guess what? If this kid comes in here and plays with that kind of swag and drip yeah. and all that, everyone would be painting their nails, too. Just win. Just win. Captain J-Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Welcome back to Captain J-Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain J-Hood on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 is our phone number as we talk to you about Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, your thoughts on the playoffs. Don't forget, we got Shadow No Shot coming up at 8 o'clock, and it's an Albert Breer Tuesday. We'll hear from Albert Breer coming up at 8.30 right here on ESPN 1000. Long Beach, California, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Kelly on Cap and J. Hood. Kelly, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? We're great. How are you? Living the dream, just trying to go to work. There you go. What's on your mind? It's early. Um, so I just kind of wanted to weigh in about Caleb versus Justin and all of the stuff that's been going on. Like, first and foremost, I live here in Long Beach, California, but I'm a huge Bears fan, and I want what's best for the Bears. But the amount of vitriol I hear for Caleb, just it really makes my skin crawl because there are zero real reports of him being a diva, zero reports of him, you know, wanting... He wants equity in the Bears. He wants. He doesn't want to go to the Bears. He's a big diva. He's a big pain in the butt. There are zero actual stories that have come out of USC that says any of that. Um, I've been a season ticket holder of USC for well over 20 years. I lived through the Pete era. I lived through the, the Clay Helton hell years. Um, and when he fell into our laps, he was such a breath of fresh air. He's been nothing but a good kid. I have friends in the program that have said that he's he's just kind of a different dude. Like, he just wants to play his game and go home and hang out. Like, that's all he wants to do. There are zero reports coming out of USC that say he's a diva, that say he's a pain in the butt, he's a big prima donna. None of that. All of those are just people who want to tear this kid down. And we have to remember at the end of the day, he's, what, 21? He's a kid, you know. And, And I think maybe part of the problem is, you don't hear a lot from him. You know, you don't know what he's doing. You don't know what he, who he's talking to, what he's doing in the offseason to prepare for the draft or prepare for NFL. You just, people are just guessing and speculating. And, that, and that's what I hate because for USC, at least, he was nothing but great. And I have zero issues with him going to the Bears or anyone else. I want what's best for him. I want what's best for my Bears. But I, but I really hate all of this, like, unsubstantiated report like it's unfair because and i wish he would say something honestly but i know he's not going to and i know why but but i just hate all these unsubstantiated reports because they're not true we appreciate your insight as a 20-year season ticket hall i can tell you chris bleck is at home right now a cup of coffee going clay helton my worst nightmare yeah bleck hated clay (laughs) Helton. yeah rightfully and rightfully so it's terrible rightfully so and it goes back to what we just said in the previous segment, Cap. And I find it amazing on several fronts that someone that comes into the draft, someone who's 20, 21, 22 years of age, they're supposed to act like they're, they're 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Right? They're supposed to be able to have everything figured out. 
and again, if you're a Justin Fields fan, if you feel, if you want to stand ten toes down on Justin Fields and say that's my guy, don't make a change at quarterback. That's fine. But at the in the same breath, taking you know taking a swing at a 21 year old and you expect him to be able to be the most perfect person for you as a fan is stupid. It's mm-hmm. nonsense. Yep. My whole thing is is that. I want to know whether or not he can play or not. If he's going to be a bear, hopefully they'll supply him with enough talent to be able to get this thing running in the right direction. This whole thing, though, of like, he's a diva and I don't like him. You know what? Here's the thing. He's not, he's not going to be drafted for you to hug him. What you should be looking at is who can the Bears bring in to make this thing right, to make this a perennial playoff team. We get so caught up in this city about that, about, I like my athletes. I don't know. He's a diva. I'm not so sure. Can he play? That's the question. Can these guys get it done? Such a well-said statement Jesus. by you. I told you that Lupinella thing. You know what your problem is in this town? Now I know. Because you all want to hug your athletes. You want them to be cuddly. He goes, give me nine son of a you-know-whats that all they care about is winning. Period. Jeez. So it's so caught up on the minutia instead of what's right in front of you. Can a person play or not? I love that she's in Long Beach, California. Yes. Send more warm weather, please. Yep. Uh, season ticket holder for 20 years at USC. Been around the kid. Has friends in the program. And she's a Bears fan. That's awesome. Shout or no shot in two minutes on Chicago's Home for Sports.